0: And welcome back to another episode of MRP Show, folks. Uh, my name is Daniel, I'm your host. Uh, today I'm doing a solo episode, but I have a special guest. Um, joining us is a PI, private investigator. Um, so, you know, if you guys ever wondered what a PI does and kind of what their life is about, stick around. We're going to be talking about um, some of the cases that our guest has investigated, you know, how to protect yourself and your privacy uh, if you're being investigated or know kind of how to discover that um potentially we're going to talk about that and then of course just the steps that a pi takes and um, what a pi is so welcome marvin well thanks for having me of course thank you for um being on the show with us today um so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your work you know like how long have you been doing this i've been a private investigator since
1: 1985 1985 Uh, wow Prior to uh, becoming a private investigator, I was a restaurant manager.
0: Okay. Wow. What uh, What drove you into this field from, from managing restaurants to, you know, I guess, criminal investigation? Well, I had the opportunity
1: at the last restaurant. I managed to meet a, an attorney. I never wanted to be an attorney, but I, I was always curious about how they do what they do. He invited me to his office. Okay. I started to go to court with him. He began showing me around, and one day he gave me a file and asked me to check it out, and that's how it all got started.
0: Okay, um, so th- that was kind of like a hands-on, like life training that you got from uh, from the beginning, or is there any sp- sort of special training that you you do?
1: Well, in order to become licensed, there is some special training you have to take. Again, I got started in the eighties. Uh, the process probably has changed by now, but when I began, you had to take a uh, six-month course uh, mandated by the state of Georgia. Uh, you had to make eighty-five percent on that test, and uh, you once you pass, you could apply for a license.
0: Okay, okay, Pre- seems pretty uh, simple, straightforward enough. Um, well, I don't know about now, but you know, at least back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And so y- you are. You have basically the authority to investigate and and, um, assist attorneys, I assume, uh, by the state of Georgia or any state that you may be practicing in. The only persons legally that can investigate are law
1: enforcement and private investigators.
0: Okay. Um, could you kind of give us a little exp- I don't know, like a little explanation? I guess just the difference between a, a a PI and an officer, as far as the investigation part goes. Well, there's not a whole lot of difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Law enforcement have a little bit more
1: assets than we do. I see. I see. Uh, for instance, uh, police officers can run what is called a GCIC. Okay. Uh, I can't do that. Only law enforcement can do it. GCIC. It, what, what does that stand for? Well, it's a Georgia Criminal Investigation Code. So the, the G- Georgia uh, Board of, let me rephrase, the GBI, mm-hmm. the Georgia Investigation Bureau. Okay keep the records of every person that's been arrested in the state of Georgia. So when a police officer want to know about your background, if you've ever been arrested, they run what I just call a GCIC. Okay. So they uh, the GBI in Georgia keep those records. If you want to run a... Uh, ncic which is held by the lbi again you have to be law enforcement
0: Uh, i get it i get it you just don't have a big access to that database Database. yeah i okay so um in that case um what would you do uh like if if you did want to look at somebody's I guess criminal history do you just do it like a normal background check or how do you go about that there are sites that are
1: utilized by private investigators and law enforcement obviously can use those same sites of course so i you know as a private investigator there are several sites that i utilize
0: okay awesome um so you said you got your start basically with through an attorney and you worked with the attorney on a certain case uh do you do you i know and the emails you've exchanged and, and how we met you have um your own company verifax um how long how long have you been um with verifax how long, how long has verifax been alive since 1985 oh okay wow <laughs> i assume there was something you branched off just on your own recently maybe but okay awesome
1: well let me tell you about the birth of verifax uh, actually go ahead go ahead when i first began uh, my company was called general investigation agency.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Then
1: I met a gentleman by the name of Craig Cleveland. Craig was a DEA agent. Uh, he was anti uh, he was uh, assigned to the Turkish embassy as an anti-shay. He ran the Miami field office for the DEA. And he decided wow. he wanted to go back to school for this education. And he approached me and said, why don't we start a, a business together? So he suggested that I change the name of the company from General Investigations to Varifax Investigations. And Verifax, what do investigators do? We collect information and we verify that information. So that's how Verifax came into being.
0: Well, I guess in the beginning for Verifax, did you always just work with uh, lawyers or um, what type of clientele do you do you guys take on? Uh,
1: primarily, uh, all my work from the beginning came from attorneys. But over the years, um, I've worked with individuals, I've worked with businesses, and I even work with the motion picture industry.
0: Oh, OK, awesome. Do, do you guys um, do you have a certain criteria? For taking on a case? Do you have some, uh, I guess, like standards, I guess you can say, for what you're not willing to or willing to do? I'll do a, a domestic case.
1: It's not something I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. uh, but I try to stay away from domestics,
0: meaning uh, cheating spouses. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like, it, you know, Hollywood is, is so big and everybody um uh, thinks like, I think a PI is always going to be working with small clients, um, you know, looking, taking pictures, looking for the cheating um, spouse or anything like that. But I, I think there's a lot more to it than we think. Um, so I'm glad that you're here and um, what, what sort of steps do you take, at, um, w- w- even if it is like a, a criminal investigation f- with from a lawyer, um, you know, I'm not sure if you can think of a recent case, but kind of what, how do you start? What's the process for like the research and everything?
1: Well, I like to start with what is called discovery. Uh, Discovery is the information that the police has collected or compiled on their case. And I like to read that and start my investigations uh, using that discovery. To give you an example, uh, a few years ago, I was involved in a case. It was a vehicular homicide. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing that we had was a police report. Okay In reading the police report, I noticed that there was a 911 caller. I thought it was very important that we identify and find out who that caller was. And it suggested that that person saw what happened. right. Uh, we had a phone number for that person, no name. We were able to run that information, get a name for that person, and we found that he had been in Atlanta uh, for a convention, And his last night here, unfortunately, he witnessed this very tragic uh, automobile accident. I see, okay, wow. But we tracked him down in Miami, was able to uh, fly down, interview him, and uh,
0: help our client. That's smart thinking. I, I would have never. I mean that that's the mindset of a PI or even investigator in general. I would never have really thought about that nine one one caller. Um, you just think about what you have in front and and that's about it. So um in for that case, what um but obviously it's, it's the governor's. Uh, he uh, said intern. Of course, the
1: governor want blood.
0: Ah okay, but that's why you guys were called in because we want to be thorough and make sure that the guy actually the, the charges stick. No, Basically, no,
1: no, or no. I'm, a, I'm a defense investigator. Ah, I, see. I was helping the young lady who got charged.
0: Ah, OK, okay. Her
1: 25 years in prison. But because of our investigation, we were able to find out that this young man used his credit card and we got the toxicology that showed he had traces of alcohol in his system our client end up doing five years as opposed to 25. Okay, I see. She's out of prison now, and all she do is go around and speak to people about not drinking and driving.
0: So they were both
1: intoxicated. And I'd like to point something out, if I may. Mm -hmm. Most of my work is helping those who have been charged with crimes. Okay. There have been times when I work with people who were victims of crimes, and I'll talk a little bit about that. There was another book written called Reality of Rape. A college professor at Georgia State University was brutally raped in our home during the early morning hours. She did not feel comfortable that the police was doing enough, mm-hmm. so she contacted me. Okay. And uh, you know, you have to be honest about what you do. I'm right, told her right. looking for a rapist. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack you know it's very hard to find them dna had never been used at at this point it's one of the first cases that dna was used uh we were able to identify a suspect through dna uh he was convicted and got five life sentences for that case i appeared on the show that it was
0: called uh 48 hours 48 hours oh nice awesome i've seen a few episodes of that well not the first 48 okay (laughs) it was called 48 hours oh 48 hours okay okay Uh, that was in 1991 Uh, i think that was before my time unfortunately but okay i'll I'll see if i can find you i'm gonna try to look for your episode it's on cbs cbs yeah okay Mm -hmm. thanks for helping me out Mm one um so uh moving on i was curious now that um you said you were you started since the uh, '80s. How has technology affected you? Um, you know, with the advances of technology, has has um has it been more helpful, or uh, how has that uh, affected your business and overall investigation? It's helped it a lot. Uh, as an investigator,
1: I like when I'm looking for people, mm-hmm. social media. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised okay. what people uh, put on social media, and it's kind of easy to track people just going to social media.
0: Yeah, see, that's why I stopped posting. <laughs> um, bringing us into into that, um, do you have any sort of like tips, or you know, I, w- without giving too much away, I'd hate to you know uh, make your job harder, but um, you know, if if you are being investigated, you know, is there a way to tell or anything that you can? Uh, give our audience kind of like any sort of tips as far as protecting your privacy well it's kind of hard to tell if you're being investigated right Uh,
1: if you're a criminal you know you're probably going to (laughs) be investigated but if you're not it's very difficult to do the thing i would say to people uh just be careful what you put in social media yeah. You know, because employers um, to look at that now. And Marvin's looking at it, too. <laughs> Marvin's looking at it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, to give an example, uh, this lady was a witness in a case that I was working. Uh, we had a hard time locating her, so I just went to Facebook, saw that she was on Facebook, sending up friend requests. She accepted it. We communicated a little bit okay i found out where she lived and showed up at her house (laughs) she wasn't very happy
0: oh Uh, man that's crazy (laughs) again going back to just kind of the idea that i have of what what the process is for pi and like uh, this is no by no means correct (laughs) um you know do you guys have kind of the same authority and jurisdictions as a police officer or just kind of like can anybody be like hey you know you're just a pi like stop investigating me or stop go away because whatever or can it can it really um, stop you like that lady like you said she wasn't happy obviously but could she actually do anything
1: no 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 I mean what can she do (laughs) okay no I I don't have arrest power
0: Mm -hmm. police
1: officers have arrest power right right Um, you know if you don't want to talk to me you don't want to talk to me
2: but other than that you can't i see you can no one can stop an investigation act well, what about um, if somebody that? puts i'm sorry to cut you off like a um restraining order is that a thing can they do that to you or i, I don't know how they work i don't know if you've ever gotten one put on you i've never had a complaint never okay. had a
1: restraining order
2: okay all right. Will yeah. that be a tool that I can use if you are investigating me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm being serious. Uh, again, I don't know how you can stop an investigation. Okay.
0: okay. I really All right. don't. All right. So that's why we're here. Good to know. Because yeah, we, we have no idea. So. <laughs> yes. When we met, you mentioned you did uh, investigating uh, for the O.J. Simpson. Um, no, I, I did not.
1: Uh, no? I was asked to come out uh, to L.A. to get involved in the investigation.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, what was your involvement If you can talk about that at all
1: Well I, I have a uh, younger brother Who lives in Los Angeles He's very influential uh, He know a lot of important people uh, So he called me up And asked me to come out And work with Johnny Cochran And that team uh, um, Doing the investigations I was involved in some other stuff Really didn't know the area So I declined to do so
0: okay i understand yeah uh, so you, you've been based out of atlanta i guess for most of your life this is home uh i was born and reared here and this is home based for my business but we will travel anyway so what what are some cases that you've recently done um or what, what's like the most interesting case you've done or in your opinion that's been a number uh, interesting to me
1: is when i can help acquit someone who is truly, truly innocent. And I've had several little cases in my career. Okay. Uh, one was a two young men who were charged with murder. When I heard the story, it just didn't make sense to me. When I got involved, I went out to the scene and stuff just didn't add up. I see. The state star witness said that this crime happened on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state star witness also admitted that he was a drug user and then he was a shoplifter, And he would go to this house, exchange stolen goods for narcotics. But this particular morning, he said he was going to this house to make an exchange. Two young men approached him mm-hmm. and asked him, was there any money in the house? makes no sense to me right they they don't even know him they don't even know where he's going the story just didn't make sense he said they followed him to this house he knocked on the door and they were hiding the two young men were hiding shrubbery outside the doorway well there was no shrubbery yeah
0: i see okay
1: you know i canvassed the neighborhood talking to neighbors and they said never been in shrubbery I mean, the police had to know that I got involved a year later But we were able to uh, acquit these two young men uh, In that case, in a case like that You got to take a look at the person Making the allegation The stick right. star witness And the stuff that we found on him was
0: shocking Wow, yeah Do you think the police would have um, Noticed those details? I mean, I think those the shrubbery Is kind of what really helped out In that case uh, as far as the other details as well.
1: Well, they should have noticed. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they were would, there when it happened. I got involved a year later. Overall, I think the police do a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. but they're human; they make mistakes too. Of course, yeah. And oftentimes, it's all about closing
2: the case for them. Okay, so do you think they were just rushing just to close the case and move on to the next one? Uh, I know not, not all cases, but it, it, this seems like this is what they were trying to do. The police in this case. Uh, like we can only speculate, obviously. Uh, I think they rushed the judgment. Uh, Okay. I even went to the deputy chief of police, who I knew, Mm -hmm. and they stole him. I thought they were making a mistake. (laughs) Okay. You mentioned you went to the scene, but this was a year later, so it wasn't right after it happened. Uh, Do you, at times, go to the crime scene? Are are you called in? No. Okay. Uh,
1: When I get involved in a case, usually it's several months later, if not longer.
2: I, I see. It. Okay. Well,
1: for instance, I'm working a very, very big case right now involving a doctor. He is charged with 61 counts. Ooh. Most of it is, um, they say he, he was running a peel mill, But- Six people died from overdoses. So that's how the six counts of murder came in. So it's wow. a very, very big case. Yeah, that's, that's, that's So a big reading case. through this, I think the key to this case, uh, to his defense, is to find out as much as you can about the witnesses. Yeah, and the other thing that's interesting about this case is you got a probation officer who is the lead investigator, Uh, makes no sense to me. Oh, uh, probation.
0: (laughs) Okay. What does a probation officer have to do with that?
1: (laughs) Well, one is probationers. A person that was under his supervision tested positive for narcotics. Ah, okay. So she named this doctor as a person who would write prescriptions for people. You know, and looking at a lot of these people, they got long histories of drug abuse forging
0: prescriptions and, and things like that so it's an interesting case yeah. okay so i i guess just a lot of times even you kind of have to put put aside your own personal feelings or anything well you just have to, to. you mm-hmm. have to i mean i don't get
1: emotionally or personally involved in cases i don't go out uh, you can't you can't go out and falsify documents right or, of course or tell people what to say you just do your job and let the evidence take you where it takes you i i just think that the general public thinks
0: that anytime a person is arrested Mm -hmm. that person is guilty and that's not true right right no i like that i like your philosophy i really do um you don't it helps you kind of get a different perspective and a different um idea about the the case or the situation so um I really appreciate that that you that you are there for for those people in these situations.
1: well, I look at it like this. If I was being charged with the crime mm-hmm. and I didn't do it and know I didn't do it,
0: I would want to know that someone is really trying to help me, of course, of course, yeah. um, has there ever been a case that you felt um personal or emotionally invested at all? I, I don't I, the case that involve
2: kids. Uh, uh, very very uh, yeah they're hard to deal with I know so uh, you were talking to us before we started recording about the you brought a book about this 12 year old kid that was charged with murder can you tell us about that
1: yeah he was 12 years old yeah 12 years old uh, at the time he got arrested uh, he was very street wise I can tell you that okay uh, that has nothing to do with murder the real yeah, yeah. issue is did he commit this murder my opinion, he did not. Uh, I got involved in this case at the very beginning. It was interesting how I got involved. Uh, I saw this story in the media. Uh, I would follow it in the media. I would read newspaper articles. And the victim in the case, you know, the, the, the press was saying this was a loving family, and mm-hmm. but then one Saturday I read an article. It said the victim's mother didn't know where he lived. You know what I'm saying? how could this be a loving family right yeah, that, that piqued my curiosity so when i got the call from the attorney to assist with this investigation i told him the key to this case is to find out who the victim really is uh, was
2: mm-hmm.
1: the victim wasn't the issue it was his wife
2: okay okay and uh, how so i see
1: well, she wasn't who depressed uh tagged her to be They okay. said she was a loving mother. They moved to this impoverished area so that she can go to school to become a nurse. That wasn't true at all. We checked it out. She had never been enrolled in a nursing school. Uh, she was going out stealing every single day. Uh, everywhere they had lived, they had been evicted. Even the night before her husband was killed, Some guys uh, jumped on him uh, in their home with her present. Uh, She had filed police reports saying that she wanted him out of the house because she was going to divorce him anyway.
2: But but the media was portraying her differently. Exactly. The way the the shooting occurred, uh, this family had been out
1: to dinner. Mm They were driving home and the wife said that she wanted a soda, which I thought was strange. You just had dinner. Why would you want to stop and get a soda off the beaten path? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in an area you say you don't know anything about. So how did you even know that the store was where it was? Yeah. The the, uh, wife gets out the car who was pregnant at the time and leave the husband in the car. So you in this really bad area and you're a loving family why would you allow your wife to get out the car and you stay in the car right right so the wife going to the store she is short uh, i think 10 cents short of having the money to make the purchase and I, I i point that out because all this in the media talked about them going to the store to purchase a soda but nobody ever said what kind but there was a lady in the store that we were able to identify who told us exactly what kind of soda she bought and she told us that she tried to give her the 10 cents that she was short right it's my opinion just i have no factual knowledge uh information to substantiate this but she walked out to the car to mm-hmm. get the 10 cent from her husband she go back into the store and her husband shot and killed i think that was just a signal for somebody to do it
2: to do what they oh, okay, <laughs> I okay so what you're saying is you are in your opinion do you think she'd hire somebody to get rid of her husband
1: i think she was involved in her husband death because shortly thereafter even before he was even buried properly she had moved to gary indiana with someone oh, else yeah that's oh, how i've, I've heard okay. cases like this well, i interviewed her best friend and her best friend during the interviews said when this happened she was saying oh, i really hope she had nothing to do with it which i thought was a strange statement for a friend to make about another friend
0: so in this case um he was a 12 year old boy that was accused and I guess, was he already on trial by the time you got to the case, or? No,
1: I I got involved uh, fairly early in this one. Okay, I Uh, see, I see. uh, This case made national... uh, Headlines. Yeah. Uh, In fact, a uh, lady who lived in Oakland, California, Mm -hmm. saw it out in Oakland, moved to Atlanta during the duration of the trial. Okay. And she's the author of this book, called the condemnation of little b and but, she is still working today michael did get convicted that's his real name michael um he got convicted and that's the little boy yes okay and the lady from oakland is still working to try to get him out
2: okay and oh, wh- what year was this i don't know if we if we mentioned it What year was this what year was that the, what year did the crime happen 95 95, 95. so he got convicted and he went to jail for him what life or what is it? He got a life sentence. Hey, He's still 12
0: in. year old. He's still in prison. What's the police's uh or what what why? Why What's what's the reasoning behind that? Well, well this state mm-hmm.
1: this state said that this 12 year old shot and killed this man because the headlights on his car mm-hmm. was shining on them and they were selling narcotics. I see. But the way the car was positioned, that's not true because the dope dealers in that area. sold drugs on the side of the store, not in the front of the store. Right. And this lady that was in the store who told us about the soda that the uh, victims, I mean, the uh, victim's wife purchased, said that this kid, Michael, wasn't even out there when she uh, came into the store. And that he came up after the shooting
2: on a bicycle with another kid. Okay. Okay. And I'm assuming there weren't any cameras. No. Okay. Camera was not. Yeah, it was 95, so there weren't really that. No, no cameras. It's a very interesting case. Uh, It sounds interesting.
1: uh, There's so much about this case that came like after the fact. The attorney that represented Michael during his trial, put up no evidence and we had plenty uh, we found out that the attorney was under indictment himself wow oh. that's a very sticky case yeah. man that is crazy and after this trial was over
2: his charges kind of went away the attorneys oh. oh wow so the attorney wasn't really it seems like he wasn't really trying to help the guy because you're saying that he had evidence but he didn't really use them to help michael right correct so
1: investigation is very key in any case uh you got to investigate cases you really really should investigate cases all attorneys do not use investigators they only go by what you tell them i see but michael lived in an area where nobody cared about him yeah nobody cared about him right so he's a sacrificial lamb in my opinion they
0: didn't take your investigation at all into consideration. The state prosecutors don't like people like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been
2: threatened? Oh,
1: uh, I've been threatened to be placed in jail a number of times,
2: or,
0: or okay. at, at all by, by uh, I, I guess people that you're investigating or. No, well,
1: suspects? just by the district attorney's office. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they say you can't get information unless you go out and say that you're the police, and that's not true at all. Okay, they're just trying to i helped them with a case one time okay and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh they called me and said can you come over and i said sure <laughs> and i thought they want to say well thank you for helping us yeah. and and they started asking me about all the cases i worked and i asked them where's this going <laughs> yeah and they said well we got information that you've been out uh impersonating a police officer Oh, yeah, we're trying to get and, to you and i just said well hey if someone said that i did that then bring the accuser mm-hmm. before yeah, yeah. And, you know just, until, until you. If I'm not on arrest, I'm leaving. So I got right. up and left. And okay, that's that a good call. <laughs> yeah. uh, so one of my associates now uh, used to work for the Fulton County District Attorney's office, and he told me just some of the investigators just didn't like me. Okay, <laughs>
0: I see.
2: <laughs> Why do you think that is? Like, what? What? Is it, it? It's not like you're trying to work against them, or is that how they see it? I found uh, the criminal justice system
1: is about winning. That's true. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, defense attorney want to win, prosecutor want to win, right? So I think we all should be looking for the truth, not just for a win.
0: I don't, I you know, I don't want to talk too much. I don't want to talk bad about the system too much, but sometimes it can it can be a little bit of a failure, a little bit of a broken you know unfortunately but um, hopefully people like you can really make a difference in somebody's case
1: well I, I would like to try to make a difference mm-hmm. uh, that's my aim or, and my goal is to try to affect as many young people as I can in a positive way uh, with my Facebook page that's why mm-hmm. I put out safety tips and post uh, encouraging young people to do the right thing Oh,
0: okay. Awesome, and and you guys can check that out. Um, his Facebook is uh, Fairfax Man. Management Group. Yeah, just search it
2: like that and it'll come up. We'll put the links too on, on our um
0: our description. Yeah, description. Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes just sit out in the car and uh, get like like, like out? An, do
2: you yeah. have a, like a big old lens? Do you do that too? <laughs> do you take pictures? well
1: you, you got to you have to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to Proof. prove your case you know so but technology now you, you don't necessarily okay. have to make a big, um, big old lens sticking out of your car uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can mount cameras in yeah, area's yeah, true, true you know but you don't even have to be there for instance if once I learned some of the habits, and I know they go to a certain location all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you can mount cameras, find some other okay. cameras. Yeah. How how would that work? I'm just interested about the details. Let's say you found out that they, they go to this Waffle House, for example. Do you approach Waffle House with, hey, can I install it? Or do well, you yeah. do it? You don't want people to know what you No, do. no, of course. of course. But the, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, you, so you just try to find a, a
1: space or area that you can put a camera and you don't think anybody will find it okay either you you place cameras late at night or early in the
2: morning okay when the traffic is slow you're taking like notes for yeah. traffic i'm taking <laughs> notes just in case you know is there a camera here now that we don't know about <laughs> is there a bug uh, uh,
1: you know uh i used to do a lot of stuff with the motion uh picture association
2: oh yeah how, okay how, yeah like what exactly
1: well uh, we, we were uh, involved in anti-piracy oh anti-piracy okay okay yeah uh, that's when
2: people selling the bootleg. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you? Okay. So I, this is bad. I was a minor back then. <laughs> back when there was a Ventura Mall, I don't know if you. Um, there was a, a mall nearby called Ventura Mall. Um, you sell a lot of bootleg movies, yeah. Yes. Were you involved in those cases? Did, did you investigate that mall? Because well, pretty much any flea market, yeah, uh, strip mall, yes, I, so I was involved. So, so, so um. There used to be this barbershop, and inside the barbershop, you would go in and you would tell them, Hey, um, you have this movie, and they'd be like, Yeah, sure, let me take you to this back room. And it was full of bootlegs. <laughs> this was when I was in high school or younger, middle school, I don't know. Oh, so don't arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he doesn't have the power to He doesn't, right? okay, good. But, but he can still make a phone call. Okay, he can still <laughs> So, like, that, that's how... And I don't even know how I, I came about knowing that, you know, that business was there. D- did you go after like, those type of people, those type of businesses? Well, when you do that kind
1: of uh, operation, you, you would investigate the same way you would as drugs. You'll find... You catch somebody on the street with a bootleg moving... Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a federal crime yeah to possess one and you just threaten them with going to jail so what you want them to do is tell you where they
2: what, got it. where they got it from okay then you go bust that person so and you it, work your way up the food will chain make you up. okay i see what you mean okay okay that doesn't happen too much nowadays because everything's like online everything is online streaming stream, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so actually
1: the motion picture association really disbanded uh the
0: anti anti-piracy oh, okay. unit putting blockbuster and pirates out of business man mm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much because right. that
2: like people just download now or stream, even streaming you don't have to pirate anymore basically but that was a very much. lucrative business oh i can i can imagine uh, there was a guy out of boston
1: massachusetts who was on the fbi one most least. oh wow and, oh wow he would travel up and down uh 95 mm-hmm. from Boston to Miami. Just dropping? Just filming movies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. would go in theaters, filming movies.
2: Wow. <laughs> that was the way to do it back then.
0: That's, yeah. that's like would, its own little industry, you know, like uh, you got narcotics and then you got pirated bullies, movies. And then he yes. would just,
2: oh, and that's crazy,
0: yeah.
1: And oh. we, we had devices where we would catch a, get a bootleg movie. We could take it to our office. <laughs> Inserted into a machine, we can tell what theater it was recorded in.
2: Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Uh, wait, so, how does that work? Okay, well, wait. I don't know if you can tell us. Well, yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd be happy to. Okay. okay, go ahead and tell us because I really <laughs> want to know.
1: Every theater, when it receives a a film from Hollywood or wherever they come from, has an embedded serial number, it's ingrained in the, in the film, and you can't see it with the naked eye. Okay. So once we take it to our office, uh, well, back then carried it to the office. We see the serial number. We knew what theater to go to. Camera. But we knew this guy uh, from Boston. He would go into a theater when it first opened in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there's not many people there. He would get in the very back row. He would mount the camera on the seat in front of him. He would take a cap like you're wearing, put it over the the camera camera with the holes in the back of the camera i see and it was video so we were able to pick all that up on, on the uh tape wow oh, uh, so you got you caught the guy on tape well or, we didn't catch him on tape but we we understood uh we were able to figure out his mode of operation okay okay Did you
0: guys ever catch the guy?
1: Or yeah, he got caught eventually. Again, he traveled up and down. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interstate ninety five, and he would download or upload this stuff. He had people that was its brokers who would sell to other people. It was a huge business. The Asians got involved. They were doing the artwork on the jewel cases. Oh, shoot. Uh, Okay. The Russians got involved. I know Russians were big on that too. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's
0: its own little criminal organization. I had no idea it was that that big and that serious, but wow. So Hollywood, what they start
1: doing is they start releasing new releases out of the country, outside of the U.S. And that's why the Russians got involved. Yep. They started doing the soundtrack. So uh-huh. it was a huge, huge business, and people was killing each other oh, to wow. take over the- Like like, lit- like, literally killing each other? We had a case that we were working. The African guy was the ones who was selling it on the street. And this one guy had a huge operation. He had this big warehouse full of movies. And these guys wanted to muscle in on him and he wouldn't uh, go for the wow. end up killing well, okay. now, somebody like me, you know, I would go on the street. I would buy movies. Uh, my partner would videotape the exchange. Okay. Uh, if we wanted to take somebody out, let's say if it was here, uh, I would have to notify the police. They would get involved. And then after a while, we're going to make the arrest. OK, uh, I would be a part of the arrest we go in we'll confiscate the material Will you'll testify as well or or you don't have to i, I never had to testify in any cases uh most of them um, just show out. the evidence yeah we just do reports uh we do inventory on what we confiscate okay and uh most people just play
2: out did you watch the movies that you bought <laughs> as part of the investigation just to make sure that there were the actual movies Oh yeah, well you know, we, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what I mean. We didn't watch them all, but we will watch some, and yeah. you, you could tell a uh, bootleg.
2: Oh yeah, I, I could tell a bootleg yeah. right away yeah. too. Yeah, you, you, you could, see, you see people it. standing up.
0: Yeah, you could <laughs> the see the laughter. People.
1: Well, we could look at the disc. We could look at the coloration in oh, the yeah. disc. Uh, there was a little indicators that we uh, looked And for. back then, the cameras were not as. Uh, as good as they are now. Correct. So, the best movie that ever hit the street in the bootleg industry was the one, the uh, SWAT. Nah, no, okay. <laughs> American Gangster. Oh, oh
0: with yeah. Yeah, I can Zell see Washington. that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hollywood said, do not let that movie hit the street. Oh, <laughs>
0: But oh, what I happened? Streets, I know.
1: <laughs> somebody inside the industry stole a, a copy. Oh, that's okay. crazy, dude! Mm-hmm. Wow. And that person eventually got caught. Was
0: Man. there ever anything kind of like, you know, with investigating and and police work? Uh, obviously, you're not really immersed in that. Was there ever anything that just kind of like you took home with you? Just kind of like, wow, I can't believe, you know, what a day. That was a case. Um, Involved in involving a kid,
1: uh, mm-hmm. and the kid got scalded after For uh, man,
0: so Scald, you said? Yes, boy. Oh man, well, have have you um, have you heard of the uh, the trials of Gabriel Fernandez? So this was a it's a Netflix um documentary miniseries. It's basically a case in uh, Palmdale, California, where this little boy was. Uh, Murdered and, and tortured by his uh, his mother, uh, and her boyfriend. It was it was oh man, I saw it on on Netflix. Man, that that was horrible. You know, I don't know if you've have you heard of that. <laughs> I have not. No, okay. No. Yeah.
1: Now, unfortunately, I keep up with crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mainly things in the metropolitan area.
0: No, I, I understand. Yeah, of course, more more local, but. Yeah, no. That, that when it involves children, man, it's that's ridiculous. Just people that can do that or or even think of doing that to to kids, man.
1: Uh, and there's another kid, an infant involved in this. But he said, as he preparing the water to get a kid, the, the three year old about, mm-hmm. the infant fell off the bed. He went to take care of the infant. He came back and the kid had turned the hot water on and scalded herself. And what we noticed that all the burns on the child was on our back and her buttocks. Oh,
0: I see. And that
1: doesn't it, make sense. No, I mean you, you think about that. If you're gonna take a bath or a shower, your feet's gonna get wet. Uh, hmm You know. But what we found out ultimately is that this guy had taped the child to to the spigots. What? and she was you know kicking kicking it's, oh my and god and all the burdens were on her back and buttocks uh she probably could have survived had he carried her to a doctor but when the mother came home from the service she noticed all the burns and rushed the child to the hospital
0: and it's too late shock and then wow. the baby died that is so crazy As was the mother at all um implicated in in the criminal uh, charges or anything like that no now you have to understand Mm -hmm.
1: i helped represent this guy Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah okay you know and
1: he could have got a life sentence but we were able to get him 15 years in prison and you know he started writing all these threatening letters about what he was gonna do to us and and
0: wow even though you helped him (laughs) oh my
1: god but Uh, you know criminals they don't want to go to jail yeah of course no i I get
0: that for sure but yeah yeah Yeah, so i mean
1: but but the the interesting thing a number of years later i was in downtown atlanta Mm -hmm. and this guy walked up behind me and said you don't remember me It was that guy
0: oh
2: oh so how did you feel when you were approached like when you figured out oh this is this guy um, it was unnerving Yeah of course yeah, it was yeah, He could have done
0: anything Yeah
2: Well he was out So he was over it so. True true yeah. But still Dang yeah. But it's not like You were like It's not like you put him in jail Or it's not like you Give him all the years That he
0: should have gone in. We well, could have got a whole lot worse. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so, so you were helping. But him. you know, he just—he probably assumed he could do more than that. Or even then, nobody wants to go to jail, like Marvin said. Well, you know,
1: he, again, he—he he just said, "Hey, you don't remember me," and he kind of thanked me.
0: Okay. He went his way. I went my way. oh well, that's uh-huh. good. At least you know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of. Yeah you you decide but uh, i feel like i'd have to watch my back in your line of work i feel man. like i'll be paranoid <laughs> yeah yeah but uh,
2: maybe that's just me mm-hmm. i don't know no i, I mean you you get to you still
1: it. i recall when i first got started as a private investigator my very first real serious case i went to this gentleman's house i knocked on this door. he was a witness mm-hmm. okay he was a big man big Big burly guy with a deep voice, and when I knocked on his door, and he came. So yeah, what do you want?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> just was, here to sell cookies. <laughs> no, I, saw,
1: and I was afraid, right, yeah, right, 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 right? You know, his size, his voice. And I just said, I think I'm at the wrong house. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh God. Hey.
1: But as I walked back to my car, I just said, if you're going to do this business, you can't be afraid. Right, right. And I haven't looked back. <laughs> you,
2: you did not go back. <laughs> but oh. I just said, for going forward to any other case, Right, right, okay. You were like, okay, mm-hmm. this is the last time I do this. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's your job. so you Yeah, of, do course. It. of course. Yeah, I it's afraid. part of the job. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And what I find is
1: this. When you treat people with respect mm-hmm. they're going to respect you yeah of course of course and they'll talk to you people will talk to me before they talk to the police people don't trust the police
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's why i don't yeah i've never ever told somebody i was a police officer never ever because i know they won't talk to the police right right yeah. i mean and you're not so you can't really
0: impersonate well, yeah
1: right. well i carry a badge Ah. but I make sure that people understand. I pointed out. It says private investigator. Okay.
0: Okay. Nice. Have you ever had any um unfortunate uh out in the field, have you ever had any sort of like uh unfortunate uh interaction with, with um unpleasant I meant uh, with the police? Um, you know, you okay. just doing your job and they're um
1: most of my friends are police officers.
0: Okay yeah now, i'm thinking back to this to uh to this video that i saw and uh, i think it was on, on facebook sometimes you just scroll through and see random stuff but there was there's one guy who was uh, in his car and he was uh, i guess investigating certain a certain business or a certain person but you know the police pulled up on him and unfortunately he i think he did end up going to he did get arrested um i don't know what happened afterwards but that's that's why i asked it was just
1: well it depends on what type of case i'm working uh mm-hmm. if i'm doing a domestic i'm gonna notify the police in the area okay, where I, I am because i don't want
2: somebody blowing my cover oh i see so you, you kind of report to the police hey i'm investigating this and i'll be here and doing this and exactly that. tell them what kind of car man oh i was okay.
1: doing a domestic once in stone mountain area
2: okay
1: and i'm just sitting there and next thing i know about five or six police cars oh boy approached you and after i told them who i was and proved who i was they just said oh well i guess you're cover blonde now <laughs> so i yeah. made it a point from that point on to notify, to notify them. them yeah you need relationships in this business yeah. that's how you get information right right yeah. yeah you gotta have relationships so sort of like a journalist exactly yeah so, you know, I try to be a relationship with people. Now, the one thing I won't do, you can't pay somebody for information. Of okay, yeah, and, yeah, Yeah, yeah I won't do that.
2: Okay, what about the uh, police have informants? Do they get paid? Some of them do, particularly, right? particularly on the federal level. Some
1: of them get paid, yeah. okay, So, But you cannot, you? We, we cannot pay. Mm-hmm. Personally, myself. cannot pay
2: people yeah. for it, okay.
1: Uh, if you or Daniel were to go and have to testify in a case, mm-hmm for the district attorney's office they give you a witness fee we can't we can't pay people okay why is that is that just taint the investigation at all or is it just i really can't answer that question that's more of a legal question okay Uh, i understand (laughs) uh but uh, all i know is you can't pay them the only way a lawyer can pay a witness is in a civil case so, okay. awesome. and they have to pay them for the mileage. Oh, okay,
0: okay, I understand.
1: And again, the, you know, certain questions I can't answer because they are uh, legal, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah and that that's fine.
0: No worries, yeah. Just
1: awesome. tell us when we stop recording, <laughs> 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 yeah. But again, uh, anything about investigations I can talk about, okay. Awesome. And like yeah. I said, when I get started with a case, you usually with the police report,
0: you know, we've, we've talked a lot and. Uh, quite honestly coming in I wasn't really sure what to ask and and I felt like I've learned a lot um, is, is there a way you can kind of do it a little like a step-by-step you know with most cases just kind of um, to kind of break it down for people just you know as much detail as you can just to understand your process um, like like for instance your your criminal case um, any, any criminal case that you can think of? What's like the, the first step and then you know second step or anything, or the following steps? Again, the first
1: step is discovery. Discovery is oftentimes more than just a police report. Okay. But you want to start with that. You want to see what witnesses said the day of, at the time of a crime. Then you want to find supplementary reports Okay. to see if they, what they said on the initial, Report report. is consistent, Mm -hmm. so you're looking for the consistency. Okay, you cannot go out and and interview a witness if you don't know what they said. I see, because you're still looking for consistency in the statement. All right. The other thing I found is if a crime occur, let's say in an apartment complex, when I go to the complex, I'm looking around, and unfortunately, I'm looking for. Windows, they got the metal blinds, mm-hmm. okay. and the ones that are real bent up I and in disarray. That's why I want to start. I want to start at that unit. Because it suggests to me that they are nosy neighbors. Yeah,
2: because yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> their blinds are bent, so you uh, know they're looking okay, yeah. at, the, at the blinds all the time. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I get started uh, on the scene. There's some small details that yeah regular people like me and mm-hmm. Daniel don't pay attention to. I'm like, what are you, oh, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> nosy neighbor, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is
1: you really can't interview kids you know, without a consent. Yeah, 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 of course. But sometimes but, I ask them, well, you know, uh, so, you know, sometimes I ask a kid, uh, do you, and let's say if I'm looking for somebody and I got a street name, I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know where Joe live or you know a Sam is or something like that, and they'll point you in the right direction. What I find a lot of private investigators want to think they're the police and they want to talk to people like police talk to them police are trained to control the situation we're trained to control the situation but our our training is a little bit different many many years ago there was a housing project off of Bankhead highway called boeing homes i was working a murder case Mm -hmm. i went out to interview a lady i was sitting in her apartment conducting the interview and the kids come running in and say, Mr. Mr., the police are looking in your car. Oh, oh, dang. So I walked out and sure enough, they were. Oh, and I, wow. I happened to know one of the officers and they knew that my car didn't belong in that area. And, and he said, we thought you were bringing in the mother lode. Oh. <laughs> they thought I was bringing in narcotics. So, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so, but you know, uh, investigation is very intriguing. Um, it's very rewarding to me you know, when I can truly help someone that I know did not
0: commit a crime. When would you recommend? How would you would you recommend somebody to get a PI for most criminal cases or any criminal case?
1: all cases in my opinion should okay. be investigated here's the deal though: know? people think that once they retain an attorney mm-hmm. that the attorney pays for the investigator right the attorney don't and you have to understand if, if an attorney is doing criminal and i'm not knocking attorneys i think they do a fantastic job but how many attorneys are going to go into a high crime area yeah of course of course yeah uh, to investigate <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah. And I know some investigators won't go into certain areas.
0: So uh, moving on, I was curious what uh, what's the future for Verifax right now? What are you planning with um, with your company?
1: It's to grow it, uh, do some outreach. Okay. Uh, when I say outreach, I like to speak to community groups, civic groups, whoever listen to me, mm-hmm. uh, to impress upon young people that if you break the law you are going to go to jail <laughs> okay. it's just a matter of when and i try to encourage them that they can make it uh, without breaking the law uh, i look at myself you know i came mm-hmm. from a family of ten no father wow oh well you know and considering where i was and why I, I never thought this would be possible it is possible if it can happen for me, it can happen uh, right. for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to understand, most arrests start with a traffic stop. So if your taillight is busted,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you're likely going to get pulled over. Yep. I, t- I tell people, if you go around a police department at shift change, what you'll see, the officers that's coming on duty, they walk, walk around the car. They make sure the lights are working yeah. the emergency equipment is working and then they take off uh, we as citizens should do the same thing with yeah. our cars every yeah. time i get my car service i make sh- have them check all the
0: lights everything
1: don't give them a reason to stop you but yeah, more yeah. importantly don't break the law there you go <laughs> yep, of
0: course <laughs> do not <laughs> oh, break most the law. most important overall don't break the yeah law. yeah
1: and young people you know i don't know they like to smoke weed and
2: Drive and you know, right? Of yeah, course. Don't do it, don't <laughs> do it, <laughs> do it, do it at home, do it. exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, because you to do, do it at home, <laughs> you
1: never know when you're gonna get stopped. Yeah, you're right. I was reading the case not long ago, and they pulled a guy over said his tag was faded. Oh, what faded? So, again, clean your tag now. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether it's gonna fade
2: the tag, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the black lettering could fall off or you know, something. I got to buy paint know. now and
2: just start coloring in the, the numbers and letters. <laughs> oh, but so I've that, never heard yeah, of that. That's
1: rare. And again, it happened in certain areas. Yeah. It, that would never happen in Johns Creek, uh, Roswell. Okay. Uh, but you go to the south side of low income area, it's probably going to happen.
0: Well, um I think uh I think we had a pretty good conversation. I really appreciate your time. For um, sure. I mean, was there anything else that you would uh, like to finish off with or anything any other interesting case or anything?
1: All I would say is I hope that some of the stuff I shared can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, people got any questions about how investigations are done, and they certainly can reach out to Varifax. We'll be happy to uh, try to answer their questions as long as they're not uh, legal in nature. But even if they're legal, we could uh, point you in the direction of a person who's qualified to answer those type questions. We'll be more than happy to come out and talk to young people about how not to get involved with the police mm-hmm. the other thing we like to talk about is saving and investing we think that's very important i think if you can show a kid how they can make money right legally mm-hmm. uh, that would inspire them of course yeah. you know so even if you save a dollar a day
0: yeah you know of, it's, of course yeah no, that's, that's awesome i uh, will thank you once again for your time and i mean i really enjoy what you're doing with their facts and i mean really insightful into the life of a PI and an investigation overall um Juan did you have any other questions or anything that you'd like I to- don't have
2: any other questions I do have well I do I'm not gonna lie so I'm just sorry I'm, I'm asking random questions but do you have anything that you have access to that we don't have access to uh no the only thing that I have access to that you
1: you have to be a private investigator yeah is a database for running background checks okay so, okay so see that okay yeah so you have to be a law enforcement official or a private investigator okay <laughs> that, that that was my question that's yeah.
0: i was just
2: curious about that that's all
0: uh well yeah no once once again thank you so much uh marvin for your time and thank you for being here uh, so we'll definitely be posting uh you know like links to your website or um your, your website and your facebook post um that way people can see and, and you, you mentioned you post like safety tips and other tips so um thank you for that pretty much this is it for the episode uh once again thank you so much for your support and make sure you share uh, with your friends and family uh follow us on instagram snapchat facebook twitter tiktok uh, <laughs> right <laughs> at MRP Show, uh, and if you'd like to support any other ways check out our website www.mrpshow.com slash support so thank you guys and signing off yeah. all right thank you thank you